the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. White House Economic Advisor Larry Kudlow says President Donald Trump is not having second thoughts about hiking tariffs on China. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin speaking to reporters at the G7 says the president is committed to tariffs on Chinese goods. He has no second thoughts. No second thoughts. His only second thoughts, as he said, was maybe he should raise tariffs more. But he's very committed to this. YouTube says it has disabled more than 200 videos this week that appeared to be part of a coordinated effort to spread misinformation about the ongoing protest in Hong Kong. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson appears to have won President Trump's seal of approval for his plans to leave the European Union after a friendly meeting on the sidelines of the Group of Seven. Weather forecasters say the fourth tropical storm this year's Atlantic hurricane season will strengthen as it moves toward the Lesser Antilles. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is just skimming the top of a huge scandal. Obamagate. It's not Russiagate. It's not Pfizergate. It's not collusion. It is Obamagate. And we only know a fraction of it. But it already is clearly the largest political scandal in our republic's history. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. As a new school year approaches, and man, it is literally right around the corner, now is the time to explore better and brighter options for your child. So see all of our partner schools at TwinCitiesTuitions.com today and learn how we'll save you half off your first year of tuition. Good Sunday afternoon, Patriot listeners. It's just past 4 o'clock in the Twin Cities. Let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. We've got a high of 75 today and a slight chance of showers. We've got the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker coming up next. AM 1280, The Patriot. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. With expert guides and important lectures at key sites, We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. An extraordinary adventure to Israel can be yours. Join the Stand with Israel tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, happening December 2nd to the 11th. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. Across America, it's snoring season. 90 million Americans make this sound every night. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Introducing an ingenious Australian invention called Mute. 
Mute is a comfortable nasal device that helps you breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. Put snoring season to bed, America. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash now? One of the nation's largest personal loan networks, GetCash.com, is the place to go when you need money fast. All you need is a checking account and a regular source of income. And you could get up to $5,000 discreetly with your computer or smartphone in as little as 24 hours, regardless of your credit history. Get the cash you need fast at getcash.com that's getcash.com getcash.com hey premier pool and spas having a truckload sale oh i thought i'd wait and just get a great deal at the fair eh? you know it costs a lot of money for those guys to go to the fair don't you they set up at the fair they have to work at the fair plus they buy all that fair food all week hey do they have moose on a stick so why wouldn't it cost you extra to buy at the fair do you really think they get a better deal? Well, they tell me it's because they get a volume discount from the factory. Oh, that's a good one, eh? So like I said, Premier Pool and Spa's having a truckload sale, and you don't have to wait for the fair or park at the fair or hassle with the crowds at the fair. You can walk right into Premier's nice, cool showroom today and find out why a cold, wetter spa is the best deal for Minnesota. So you're telling me I don't have to wait, eh? Does a bear wear a toque in the woods? Huh? Never mind. Get a cold weather spa now. Visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen today. Online at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? Premierpools.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. Bernie knows his way around. And so it's Sunday, 4 o'clock. What does that mean? It means it's the best I hour in radio of the That's week. That's enough. Put down the mic. You are a Not yet. Person. A full hour. A full hour. Politics, Israel, and the law. Every week. From 4 to 5 p.m. You can tune in for that best hour of radio, and uh, today will be no different. We're going to be joined today on the Victory Hour by House Majority Leader and Democratic Leader Ryan Winkler. Ryan, a longtime friend of mine. Uh, actually, I had the pleasure of working with Ryan Winkler when I hired him several years ago, an excellent lawyer, and now leading the Democratic Party in the House of Representatives in the state of Minnesota. We're going to hear from Ryan, and we're going to talk about a number of issues, some of which we may agree on, probably not very many, but a few we will disagree on. And uh, that's what we like, the hurly-burly of the marketplace of ideas here on the Victory Hour. You know, every week we have been talking recently about some of the interesting goings-ons in the Democratic Party, the National Democratic Party, and and, uh, how it affects the U.S.-Israel relationship, how it affects 
the relationship between the United States, Jewish Americans, and Jews abroad. And unfortunately, because, uh, you know, the Victory Hour and its predecessors have been on the air now uh, for three years, as we just had our three-year anniversary. And yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, quiet down, quiet down. And we... uh, And in that time, this topic of discussion uh, was not had at all, as the U.S.-Israel relationship was clearly a bipartisan uh, issue of support, as people fully understood that Israel had offered not once, not twice, but numerous times Uh, land for peace deals to the Palestinians to create an autonomous Palestinian state, and all of those were rejected for one reason or another, as Yasser Arafat and leaders since have found reason uh, to not come back to the negotiating table and to reject ideas that have been presented. And even when the Gaza Strip was given to Palestinian control and autonomy. The decision was made to turn it into a terrorist territory. And that's what it is today. And it's nothing short of that. Now, there is no question that Palestinians should be treated with complete civil rights as they are in the state of Israel, more so than any other Arab nation or any other nation in the world, full citizenship, voting rights, many in the Knesset, in fact, on the Supreme Court in Israel. Yet, the hue and cry of Israel as the criminal of the Middle East is more shrill today than ever. And it is simply wrong. It's wrong-headed. And the Democratic Party is at a crossroads. Some say that it's already crossed the Rubicon and it will not be able to return. I don't know that I believe that as of yet, but it is becoming dangerously close. And... It is being fueled by an antipathy toward our current president of the United States, which puts blinders on for many in the Democratic Party, but more so for many in the Jewish community, who look askance or or don't place much weight on what some, only a handful, but some within the Democratic Party are saying and doing. Because if it is anti-Donald Trump, it is acceptable. Even if it reaches levels that would ordinarily be completely, they would completely distance themselves from. Now, how the Democrats are going to deal with the latest, which is Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib deciding to 
set aside a trip, a bipartisan trip by over 70 members of Congress, House and Senate, going to the state of Israel, visiting Palestinians as well as Israeli Jews, going to Ramallah, going to Jerusalem and the Knesset, seeing all of the facets of the complicated issues that are faced there. Instead, going with a group called MIFTA, and I talked about them last week, virulent anti-Semitic trope and treatises uh, littered throughout the website of MIFTA, and that is the group that Tlaib and Omar decided to hitch their wagon to and go to Israel with. Yeah, you know, it sets aside all of the other things that they have done and said, which uh, we've talked about a number of times and and really uh, do amount to such an anti-Israel, but an anti-Jewish attitude uh, that it is very problematic. And listen, Steny Hoyer came out very strenuously in support of the state of Israel against what Tlaib and Omar were doing. Uh, And he has consistently done so. And he is a leader in the Democratic Party. The problem is Steny Hoyer and and even Nancy Pelosi are on their way out of the Democratic Party. And what is coming in behind them is what is uh, most troubling. So we'll see how the Democratic primary process runs its course as it relates to this issue. And certainly, other than on this show, we talk about it frequently, it is not a central issue being debated on uh, the Democratic stage at this point. But it is one that is gaining a lot of traction, gaining a lot of notoriety for Ilhan Omar, for Rashida Tlaib. Unfortunately, frankly, and I'm sure the Democratic leadership uh, is more chagrined about that than anyone because who would want to have to deal with those sorts of issues? The question is how they deal with it. And as I said last week, and I give you in this monologue today, You can either oppose or appease. There is a huge swath of the voting electorate in the Democratic Party that supports Ilhan Omar even today, as well as Rashida Tlaib, supports what they stand for and believe in, even in the anti-Semitic rhetoric that they launch against the Jewish state and Jews. They support it. But that is not the broader swath of the Democratic electorate nor of the Democratic leadership yet. But again, that leadership can either oppose it and take a stand or appease it to their peril. And I think that they are making a mistake presently by letting this metastasize within the party, if it hasn't already. I can feel you watching. On the other side of this break, we're going to be joined by Minnesota House of Representatives Majority Leader, Leader of the Democratic Party, Ryan Winkler. Very proud of Ryan and his rise through the ranks of policy. While I 
disagree with him. I supported him on his initial run because he's a smart guy. He's someone you can talk policy with and uh, hopefully get to sound policy at the end of the day. We'll see if we can get there on some of the issues of the day today. We'll see if he wants to comment on my monologue at all. He may not. And that's fine. You are listening to the Victory Hour, best hour in radio of the week. Pull out your number two pencil and your yellow pad, 651-289-4488. That yellow pad should be riddled with that number by now as you listen regularly. 651-289-4488. And give us a call, and if we have time, we'll get you on the air. In the meantime, during this break, go to parkerdk.com. You'll learn more about what really is a premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis, perhaps the best. A recent jury verdict establishes that once again. Stay with us. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. 
Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to parkerdk.com. Daniel's keyboard. And we're back with Hall and Oates. Why Hall and Oates? Why not? Indeed, as last week it was Dirk Bentley who played last night at the Minnesota State Fair. And this week it's Hall and Oates who will be playing this week at the Minnesota State Fair. Are you going? You know, I may go out for that one. I was out there last night for the Dirks Bentley show, although uh, I didn't end up going to the show. Oh. But I heard it was just fantastic. Well, you have to go to the Hall of Notes show because we literally play their music like once every three weeks. So <laughs> you got to go. You got to go. I'd go if I had time, but you, know, you got to go. They are good. Unless no you got a hockey game it. tonight. You got no, a hockey game tonight? No hockey. No are you suspended hockey. again? Suspended last week. It was our <laughs> playoff game, and yeah, I mean, we don't have to talk about it if it's a sore I, subject. I, I can't. I absolutely can't. <laughs> uh, our team listens uh, religiously, of course, to the Victory Hour each week, and uh, I let him down. I let him down, but actually, I think the ref really let him down. Can you blame the refs when they suspend? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, you were pretty mad at the refs. I got in this face, yeah. no question about it. I wouldn't recommend it for anyone. We are back on the Victory Hour, uh, and we are joined today this mid-period of the Minnesota State Fair by House Majority Leader Ryan Winkler, represents District 46A in the western suburbs of Minneapolis, Ryan was born in Bemidji, Minnesota. He uh, was first elected in 2006. Yours truly, uh, supporting Mr. Winkler, uh, a moderate Democrat who has, frankly, I think, turned much more liberal, uh, as the party has. Uh, Ryan, an outstanding lawyer, uh, got his uh, B.A. degree in history from Harvard, Law, Harvard College, I should say, and is J.D. from the University of Minnesota Law School, my alma mater as well. Ryan Winkler, welcome to the Victory Hour. Thanks, Andy. 
And I'll tell you that uh, as House Majority Leader, you have a significant role in as it relates to policy in the state of Minnesota. Tell us how this last legislative session went. How was it working with uh, Paul Gazelka and company in, in getting uh, some legislation through and Tim Walls' signature on it? As for uh, the last legislative session, I think it went well. The uh, state of Minnesota passed, or we passed a budget for the state of Minnesota basically on time. Uh, It included a mix of Republican and Democratic priorities, and it was done through negotiation without shutting down state government. And we were the only divided legislature in the nation. So from the standpoint of can basic government function in Minnesota? We passed that test, although I will say that's a pretty that should be a pretty easy test to pass. But of late, it has not been. The bar is low, <laughs> and we managed to clear it. Uh, we did uh, have a very productive year in the Minnesota House of Representatives. We have 75 DFL members of the state house, a new majority. Uh, about half of that majority were in their first term. had never been in the majority before and were in their first or second term. So we had a significant new group of people coming in, very talented, very dedicated, uh, very committed to serving their district and uh, attacking issues that are very important to the state of Minnesota and its future. And we passed one of the most far-reaching and ambitious legislative programs uh, Minnesota has ever seen in the state house. Of course, we knew that the Republicans in the Minnesota Senate weren't necessarily going to see our agenda that way, as you probably would not. Correct. But but, uh, our first goal was to do no harm and then to try to make progress where we could on what issues we could going forward. And so from my standpoint, we did no harm to the state budget. We protected some important uh, revenue sources that support Healthcare for a million Minnesotans. And we uh, managed to indicate, I think, what uh, the Minnesota House of Representatives under DFL control and what a DFL Senate will do. And uh, priorities were uh, focused on healthcare, education, public safety, as they always are, uh, but also in areas of climate, uh, on uh, criminal justice reform and uh, family economic security and trying to create policies for Minnesota that will address the world as it is today, not the world as it was uh, 40 years ago, which many of our political and policy debates seem to focus on. Well, I I will say this. uh, it, It is refreshing that we have a legislature that is divided yet is able to adopt, pass a, uh, a budget. And it shows maybe uh, in Minnesota that uh, we're the adults in the room and Congress uh, could learn something uh, from it. Getting things done through, and I'll use this phrase again as I did early, earlier, uh, the hurly-burly of legislation in Congress or in the Minnesota House and Senate is a difficult proposition, but it's one that has been accomplished time and time again, decade upon decade until recently. 
recently meaning the last decade, uh, where things have landed at, uh, at a stalemate. And in fact, uh, it's an all or nothing proposition for those on the fringes of the party who start to control the party. And I am glad to see that you have sufficient control over the uh, House <laughs> caucus to move through legislation that you may not all agree on. Well, it's important not to think about it as control. We have 75 people with uh, each uh, having their own election certificate representing very distinct uh, districts. And there is a lot of diversity of thought and opinion and background within the DFL. So maybe it isn't control, but it's corralling, reining in. It is understanding priorities and working like a Tip O'Neill did to bring together differing perspectives and, uh, and, and working with Ronald Reagan at a time when it, we, there were difficult uh, governmental decisions to be made as well, but they made them. Well, not only that, they built a relationship and they could trust each other uh, from what I've understood. Yes. And that was a, a major difference this year. We had a House Speaker, Melissa Hortman, who trusted a new governor, Tim Walls, both of whom trusted the Republican leader, Paul Gazelka. And when they sat down uh, across the table from each other and made an agreement, each believed that the other would actually uh, follow through on it. And there was no uh, situation where people were being undercut or back-channeled or undermined in some way. The negotiating table was a negotiating table. It wasn't happening someplace else. And uh, each of those individuals is a, in my you know, perspective from being in the room, is pretty much focused on the public interest, uh, not interested in playing games, and is somebody that deserves your trust uh, regardless of whether you agree with their policies. And so I think it was a, hu- a huge component of that was the personal dynamics and relationships between them. And that's how we worked in the state house this year too. And we clearly have lost that uh – in Washington, D.C. I want to turn to a few policy issues and ask your judgment regarding them, if I can do that. First is the concept, and some of these are being debated on the Democratic primary uh, stage, and what about Medicare for all? I'm going I'm to ask you this on the other side of the break, and, and you can think about it during the break. Your view regarding Medicare for all. I'm going to ask you about free college for all. I'm going to ask you about the Green New Deal. Those were the first three, and then I'm going to have three more after that. And get your judgment on whether these are sound policies, either on state level for the state to start to implement and move toward, but really these are somewhat federal uh, concerns and policy issues, though they clearly would be implemented here in uh, Minnesota if they were adopted on a national level, uh, one way or another. So th- think about that, House Majority Leader Ryan Winkler, and when we come back, we're going to talk about that. 651-289-4488. If we have time, we'll get you on the air. If you'd like to comment and... Uh, Give us a call with any questions. While we're on this break, go to ParkerDK.com, a website that is often referred to as an award winner. 
Yes, it has been referred to as such. Go there, learn a little bit more about yours truly and about the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Now it's AM 1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, Contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. Something you need to know about Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners. They're on a mission to help as many people as possible to get out of pain. They've been a consistent sponsor of this show. In radio, sponsors come and go. They, They may even stay for a year or so. And then they're gone. Not so with Relief Factor. Pete and Seth are consistent year after year. Why? Because tens of thousands of people are now taking Relief Factor every day for their back and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, etc. And now they're in less or no pain at all. That's the truth. I'd like you to try it. Three-week quick start is just $19.95. In three weeks, you'll know if it works. How's that? Is that a great thing or what? Cancel if it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's the best nineteen ninety five you will have spent. That's the quick start, relieffactor.com. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. A premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to parkerdk.com. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. Four to five every Sunday with, yes, Andrew Parker. And this week, joined by House Majority Leader Ryan Winkler. And we're going to talk now about a few policy issues that you've been hearing on the overloaded Democratic presidential 
nominee stage. The first, Medicare for All. Ryan, what do you think about Medicare for All? Do you think it is feasible, viable, or do you think a more, uh, shall we say, integrated system that goes in segmented steps might work a little better than just Medicare for All overnight, boom, it's, it's in? Of course, the reality is that Medicare for All overnight couldn't happen even if you passed the bill uh, immediately. It wouldn't happen that way. Uh, I think it's good that the Democratic Party is talking about the cost of health care, is talking about solutions that include a large payer that can negotiate lower prices. That's the only way to address this issue. For too long, we've had this hybrid system, uh, which results in everybody's costs going up. And having arguments in politics mostly about who should pay rather than whether we can afford it. We can't afford to keep doing it. Before I came here, I was at an insulin for all rally. And uh, the cost of insulin has gone up uh, three times, uh, three ti- you know, a, a 300% price increase in the 10 years since my middle son was diagnosed with diabetes. The insulin is the same. The, the, co- the size of the vial is the same. It was a patent that was put together 100 years ago, but they have market control, and the cost pressure is approximately zero. The patients need it. There is no single buyer out there or large enough buyer to drive down costs in the U.S., and without some sort of an approach like Medicare for All or a robust public option or some sort of large public pool to negotiate down prices, not just on pharmaceuticals, but on uh, at hospitals, uh, cutting administrative costs, medical devices, Everywhere in the healthcare system, there is nobody putting enough pressure on for lower prices. And as a result, yeah, the healthcare system happen, is entirely broken. Doesn't it happen through competition? I mean, you've just identified. It doesn't happen through competition. Well, that's because we don't happened. have competition. We have total competition. No, we don't. We, you can't cross state lines. You can't. There are like three or four options, and that's it. You need a full blend of competition there are in order f- to have a market system with cost driving down the, the, the for, problem for everyone's with, cost. We, don't, we do have a market, and competition hasn't worked. And the reason it doesn't work is because you can't tell a healthcare buyer that they can't have it and they should go die in the street. A marketplace works if people can walk away. Consumers of healthcare cannot walk away. And they, that is a major – it's not like selling washing machines. It's not like that at you all. You will drive down prices and particularly how insurance carriers develop plans if you have a multiple of what we currently have of options for businesses to choose from, for employees to choose from. And we currently don't have that. And we don't have portability either. Both things that Congress should be able to pass – Quickly and readily, and it would make a big shift. You identify it in the in the insulin with respect to the insulin issue, and you're you're absolutely correct. Correct when you say uh, the producer has market control, and that is the problem. They have market control. The government needs to step in when it comes to any sort of antitrust issues or violations. You you and I as lawyers. Uh, know that well. What about free college for all? What do you think on the education front? I think you should be able to work your way through school. 
that's the basic proposition that was true for decades. Uh, whether it was the GI Bill or uh, other means, people could work a minimum wage job, pay for tuition, and support themselves uh, by working summers and during working during school. That was how uh, hundreds of thousands of Minnesotans made it through school. It's how millions of others did. Uh, technical colleges in Minnesota used to be tuition-free. Uh, so I don't necessarily think it's essential to provide free college, but it should be possible that everyone can work hard and get through school without massive student debt. And I don't just put that uh, uh, burden on public institutions not sufficiently funding higher education. That is a factor. But the higher education system is much like health care. They are selling something that they have conditioned everyone to believe that they need, and people cannot walk away from it, and in fact will go into debt uh, in order to get it because it's uh, considered so essential to living at least a middle-class life. So uh, the institutions themselves need the price pressure of competition potentially, but also pressure from government. I think, to lower tuition costs for everybody. So is the legislature here in Minnesota going to pour more money into higher education, our taxpayer dollars? Absolutely, we should be. Uh, If you look at inflation-adjusted dollars from 20 years ago, we're spending a lot less than we used to. That, as I said, is only one part of the equation. The other part of the equation is that places like the University of Minnesota, the state colleges, and every private institution uh, have seen costs of tuition go up at rates only comparable in health care. And again, it's a fundamental problem where the people buying it can't walk away. They're a, they are a captured marketplace. We have a caller from Woodbury. Uh, David, you are on the air with House Majority Leader Ryan Winkler on the Victory Hour. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Now, Mr. Winkler, I don't know what your perspective is on health care other than it sounds like somebody's making excuses for costs going up. And if you guys look at the, the costs of health care going back, say, 1900 forward till today, the per capita or however they measure it, but the real dollars that were spent out of people's income was considerably less, and, and the cost and stuff of getting health care was considerably less. And then it started to go up in the 60s, and it's gone up ever since. And it's all, in my opinion, it's because they decided, they being whatever, that they were going to have HMOs and all these other plans and eliminate the competition from state to state. So you have Blue Cross of Minnesota and all this other stuff. It's the competition is one of the keys to driving costs down. If you get, and the other thing is, who's counting how much money it costs? for getting government involved in any kind of administration. Nobody talks about that either. You know, with Obamacare, if you add another layer of administration, that's a cost that has to be paid by somebody. So David, I, I, you're, I, you're, I, hitting it on, you're hitting it on the head. I, I, I think uh, uh, Ryan may agree with this, although in the current state of the Democratic Party, it's hard to be public about it at all. And he may not agree with this because he he has moved much more liberal than when I used to work with him. But the fact is competition and allowing the marketplace to work is always better than the government coming in and taking over through artificial regulation of the marketplace and telling people who the winners and losers are. And uh, other than setting out the rules of the game, which the legislature does, the marketplace 
is always going to work uh, better, all things being equal. Now, they aren't all always All things equal. are never equal. Well, they're not always, but, you know, you can't say they're never. Uh, you know, there are abuses, and there are rules and regulations that should be at the border or at the boundaries uh, applied and, and followed. Uh, but beyond that, uh, competition really does work. And you've identified one of the abuses in the ins- insulin uh, increases by 300%. And so we do have to step in and take care of that issue, no question. And that's where the legislature comes in. David, your comments are very uh, well taken and, uh, and interesting. Uh, Ryan, uh, any response? Well, uh Countries that have Medicare for all systems or a single-payer system have lower health care costs than we do. That's just a fact of life. And people like to say on the right well, that that's because they're being broken. rationed or it's being taken away from well, them. The that quality isn't true. is worse. That is not true. Well, the, I, outcomes, I, the measured outcomes are just as good. What might not, you, know, you might not have a grand piano in a $20 million facility in every suburb, uh, in single-payer systems. Uh, doctors might not be uh, making millions of dollars, and uh, pharmaceutical companies might not be making billions of dollars in those countries, but they do have high quality. I've lived there. I've experienced it. Uh, the quality is high. The cost is much lower. It is The problem is not that uh, competition can't work. The problem is that if you have a truly competitive peop- uh, system, a lot of people can't get what they need because saying no when you can't when you can't pay it is essential to a marketplace. That doesn't work in healthcare. People need it. You can have a marketplace differing view. You can have a marketplace and set a floor, a safety net for people who can't get it, fall between the cracks so that everybody has coverage. Uh, you know, and there's no question our system is broken. Uh, there, you know, and, and Republicans and Democrats alike agree with that. And they also have a sense of what the objectives are, high quality, uh, as many people having it as possible, lowest cost as possible. It just becomes an issue of how to get there. Listen, they're uh, working on the G uh, at the G7 summit uh as we speak, and the United States and its markets are really the uh, flower of the world as everyone looks to us, and they're going to start following us, as I understand it, Germany uh, included, as well as uh, Bojo over there in uh, the United Kingdom. We will be right back for more with House Majority Leader Ryan Winkler, we're going to talk about uh, decriminalizing cannabis a bit as he is going on a little tour of Minnesota to discuss the issue. And we're also going to talk about uh, what's happening at the border. And, uh, boy, that'll be an interesting debate. So let's uh, make sure, you should all make sure to stay with us. On the other side of this break, and in the meantime, go to parkerdk.com. You'll learn more about Parker Daniels' keyboard. Stay with us. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand With Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on Earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes, the list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel Tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to ParkerDK.com. We're back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. We talk politics, Israel, and the law every week. Sundays, 4 to 5 p.m., while you're listening, flip open your laptop and go to ParkerDK.com. Learn more about Premier Law Firm, downtown Minneapolis, Parker Daniels, Keyboard. We will litigate and try, if necessary, the most difficult disputes and problems and issues that you may have. Give us a call at Parker DK, Parker Daniels Keyboard. 
We are joined today on the Victory Hour by House Majority Leader Ryan Winkler. And we've been talking about some of the policy issues of the day. And let's move to the next one, decriminalizing marijuana and cannabis. You know, I just, it's become a big issue for the Democrats, and I wonder whether it appropriately is such a big issue. Uh, Is this, in the face of all the things that we're dealing with, the issue that we should be out there promoting and and turning into our priority? What do you think of that, Mr. Majority Leader? Well, I think it's time to do so. The time has come. There is a certain social cost to cannabis uh, use. There's no question about that. But our approach to uh, dealing with it through criminal justice and prohibition uh, has done almost nothing to actually stop its availability, and it has created more harm than uh, cannabis creates on its own anyway. So a big reason Democrats are focused on this is because of the significant uh, racial justice issue involved in the war on drugs and our whole criminal justice system uh, and the way that uh, people are being charged with felonies uh, related to uh, relatively small amounts of marijuana possession. And the consequences for that are felt not just uh, in a uh, prison term or other kind of uh, criminal justice sanction at the front end, but uh, for a long time to come through employment, housing, uh, and various other factors that make it very difficult to build a life. And when you multiply that across uh, whole communities and look at uh, who is affected most, we have a system that is uh, deeply segregated and unfair. And so that's a big reason why we need to change it. Uh, But another very important reason is that it actually provides a lot of benefit to people who can't get that in other ways as safely. Uh, For example, uh, up to 70% of veterans suffering from PTSD and other combat-related maladies uh, have reported that using cannabis through the medical program has been a big help to them. Unfortunately, the medical program is very expensive and hard to access, and the VA can't prescribe it. So you have people who could benefit from their use of cannabis. Uh, and, you know, I mentioned veterans, but a, a lot of other illnesses as well who are being denied it and turned into criminals for uh, a substance that is, frankly, a lot less dangerous than alcohol and far less dangerous than tobacco. Uh, you know, interesting. And, and it's um, the Democratic Party has identified a number of issues that uh, apply to various groups in one way or another in a positive way to bring them within the umbrella. I suggest that from a political perspective entirely. The racial justice issues uh, that you raise are real and the criminal justice system needs to be focused on them. However, you know, uh, marijuana, many say, and there are studies to support this uh, on both sides, but certainly there are studies to support it, uh, is an entry-level drug. And it's one that, if it widely gets used, uh, you know, it's just going to dull the community. It I is mean, widely <laughs> used, I think, is the point. Yeah, but it's and illegal. The, and the current it's approach illegal. doesn't really stop that. At all. And in fact, there is really no indication that it is any kind of a uh, gateway drug to other forms of drug use. Far more dangerous than uh, marijuana. 
Well, I think that what we're going to have to do is disagree on that, but I will I That's will send why I, came uh, here. I will send you, Mr. Majority Leader, a couple of studies that I think are uh, interesting and uh, well qualified to uh, uh, claim that uh, it is, in fact, an entry-level drug. Let's turn to the border for a second. Uh, do you agree with decriminalizing the illegal entrance into the United States uh, by uh, immigrants? I think that we need to know who is coming and going through our border. and That's a step forward. That uh, people do not have a right to migrate across borders without some checkpoint or control. However, uh, we have so uh, clamped down the immigration quotas into this country, that the interests of our citizens, our businesses, uh, these the people who are seeking opportunity and better lives, none of those are served by our current immigration system. And so we need to create a pathway to citizenship for the undocumented immigrants who are here, uh, barring, of course, uh, people uh, convicted of serious crimes. And we need to create much broader avenues for people to be able to enter the U.S. for uh, opportunity, freedom, and a better life, and to serve our needs in this country as well. Uh, it's our greatest tradition. So you and it agree? sets us apart from every other nation. All right. So you agree with security. You agree with there being a border. But you believe there should be a big door, much bigger than it is now, to allow and to have higher quotas uh, of immigration. Yes. We're on the same page. Mr. Winkler. And I believe the president of the United States is I on that page as well. I do not think that President Trump is anywhere close to that page. Oh, I think I that think he, is he is using fear, intimidation, and human rights oh, violations using to them. drive people away, harming our national, international reputation, uh, imposing serious and lifelong pain and suffering on people who are simply seeking a better life and have a legal right to seek asylum in the United States. I think it is criminal what he is doing, and he does not agree with anything that we have just talked about. Well, you know, he he has said many times that he believes we need to have a border. We need to mark that border. He believes we have a a wall with a wall because otherwise people just come in like they're using marijuana illegally. They come in uh, across the border illegally. And the big difference is that they come in illegally. We don't know where they go. We don't know where they are. We don't know what crimes they're committing until they've committed them. And then we read about a a dead person or someone raped uh, in the paper. I think it's very important, though, not to – what all evidence shows, all experience shows, that immigrant communities are much less prone to crime – much better. We're going to have to debate that's not that a, one That's not a debating point. That's a on. fact. I don't believe so. You know what? You come in next week to the Victory Hour, and uh, you're going to hear more immigration talk, as well as the other big policy issues of the day. Today it was House Majority Leader Ryan Winkler. Come back next week. In the meantime, have a great week. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. AM 1280, The Patriot. We can't take 
every last willing worker in the world who wants to work here for a dollar an hour. We have to have limits. It's a night of no-holds-barred commentary with conservative spitfire Michelle Malkin. And that just tells you how twisted the priorities of Capitol Hill are, that they think it is more important to protect 700,000 illegal aliens in this country rather than get rid of these stupid programs that are endangering American lives. Be a part of this exercise in free speech. Tuesday, September 24th at the Ames Center in Burnsville. Tickets start at just $12.80. There's also a limited number of elite VIP upgrades that will put you in the front row with a copy of Michelle's brand new book, Open Borders, Inc. Did we mention that VIPs also get meet and greet access? AM 1280, The Patriot presents An Evening with Michelle Malkin. Reserve your seats at am1280thepatriot.com. AM 12. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.